With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome in. Uh, Doug Gottlieb here. This is All Ball, an absolutely outstanding podcast that you've come to know, love, and appreciate. Uh, my guest today is Mike O'Donnell. Now, Mike was a college basketball player. Now you see him. Um, on ESPN and CBS calling college basketball games. He's a Central Florida alum. So what I thought we would do is the Big 12 is going to expand, whether it's this coming year, which appears to be with, you know, BYU was a 23 for BYU. I think they're all going to be in the league next year, maybe the following year at the latest. But regardless, Big 12 is an interesting, you know, I think it's been the best basketball league. ACC, Big Ten in that conversation. Obviously, finally winning a national championship was huge, huge for the league. But Kansas has been dominant. Now you have Baylor. Um, but you lose Oklahoma and you lose Texas. What's it mean for the league? So we were texting each other. We're like, let's let's just have a pod and talk about it. I think you'll appreciate. We'll talk some name, image, and likeness. We'll talk some SEC. Does it make Oklahoma or Texas better jobs, worse jobs? Let's get after it. Here's my pod with Mike O'Donnell, college basketball analyst and former college basketball player. The Big 12 is adding schools. And I think there's a legitimate question there. You have the, the conference with the defending national champion. You have a conference with a blue blood program in it. And you have a conference with several other outstanding basketball programs. I think everybody cares about football, but we don't, right? For the sake of this, we care about hoops. Um, okay, first, you give me your sense of forget the teams that they're adding, the remaining Big 12 teams. Uh, what does the conference look like with just those eight? Well, you have Kansas and Baylor still really good. Uh, still one of those conferences that's going to be able to – you can make an argument. I mean, I really could. Any time throughout the course of the season, if you've got Kansas and Baylor right now, those are, you know, 
two top teams in the country, right? So if you got two of the top five, top 10 teams in the country, every single time you lace them up, you're going to be one of the better conferences. Uh, losing Texas and Oklahoma, I get it. Uh, historically, I mean, really, if you're looking at the last 10 years, Oklahoma basketball has been incredible, been, been better than Texas. Uh, if you're just looking at wins and losses and then historical value inside the NCAA tournament. For me, um, uh, the, the, the rocky road of Iowa State and Kansas State has to be kind of figured out. Uh, those two teams for me, when you're looking at history and culture of college basketball, are two teams that need to find a little bit more consistency. And I think the fan base would tell you that of each of those teams. But if, they're, if uh, the Big 12 gets that third team right uh, behind Kansas and Baylor, uh, they, I think anybody could make an argument that the Big 12 as at the top level could be the best conference in college basketball. Okay. So let me, let me give you my perspective on it. I agree with you with, with Kansas and Baylor. And here's a kind of added, added piece to it, right? The ACC, believe it or not. I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, honestly, the ACC has been the best basketball conference over the past five, you know, since it expanded. I mean, gosh, that's an unbelievable league. The difference is that, you know, you, we knew that North Carolina and Duke and Syracuse eventually will make a change. Now, uh, one has made a change. Duke is going to change next year. And we'd assume Syracuse, when the Bayheim, when he runs out of Bayheims to put in the game, that that'll be the end of Jim Bayheim there. So, um, and that league takes a completely different look when Louisville's already gone through a coaching change, right? And it's not the same. I love the guys on that North Carolina staff, but yet to see what it looks like without Roy Williams and Duke, no matter how much we all love John Shire, like that's a completely different look. Whereas, you know, I don't think, I don't think Bill's going anywhere, right? If the NCAA thing doesn't get him and he doesn't want to go to the NBA, he ain't leaving Kansas. So look, uh, Mike, to your point, you're right. It's not just that you have a defending national champion and a blue blood. You have two coaches that are, Scott Drew, I guess, in his prime. Bill Self, I guess, in his prime, right? They're not going anywhere. And then the question becomes kind of the rest of the league. Okay, but here's the reality to it. Is it, is it does it become harder to recruit now? It's a, it's a really interesting question. So Texas hasn't been good, but Texas has still been recruiting and pumping out pros, right? And they're outside of Kansas. I don't think there's another school in the league uh, that, that will, even with the new league, that, that'll be that type of school. Is it more or less appealing? I don't think it changes the basketball league at all in terms of, of level of appeal, unless their TV deal for basketball gets lessened, right? Unless they get move off to big off of Big Monday. I don't think it changes much. I, I still think the league needs a shot in the arm. Now, let's start with the additions. Okay. I would say the weakest addition in terms of basketball is Central Florida. Now, Central Florida has been the NCAA tournament. They had Duke dead to rights. You know Central Florida probably better than any national analyst knows Central Florida. This is a step up in level of competition. There's no way, no way around it. There's a couple things about the American that Mike Oresco will probably never say out loud, but other coaches tell us, which is like the conference. It's just hard. It just sucks. The schools are so far away from each other. There's not a lot of built-in rivalries you know, it's just games and standings that don't mean much. And now you're going to the Big 12, which, again, we would both agree. You're not going to have the pros of Texas, so we both respect Oklahoma. 
but you got Kansas State is a that's a bitch to play there. Iowa State, like these are real legit programs with legit basketball rivalries. Central Florida, personnel wise, coaching wise, recruiting wise, how are they positioned? Let's say it happens in a year or in two years. How are they positioned for the league? Well, they're not ready yet. Um, and you, you rattled off a bunch of stuff there, which I think I'll be able to hit on everything, but UCF, it all just comes down to recruiting, right? And, and you're not recruiting against Tulane, East Carolina. I mean, you know, and, uh, SMU and Houston, you're recruiting against Kansas and Baylor and Iowa state and Kansas state and Oklahoma state. I mean, that's, it's a totally different ball game, but now the reality is if you're looking at a kid out, out of state and let's say he's considering, He's looking at Florida State, Miami, or UCF, right? So you've got uh, – or even Florida, right? If you're looking at Florida, Florida State, Miami, two ACC, one SEC school, that's who you're recruiting against now. It does change the platform and how you're actually selling kids, right? Because I, to me, if you're, if you're working it – and you know this, Doug. I mean, if you're really working it, the recruiting game has changed. NIL has changed. Would you rather live – in Tallahassee, or would you rather live in Orlando? That becomes one of the new recruiting pitches because Florida State's going to say we're playing against Duke, Carolina, and Syracuse, and you're, in, you're living in Tallahassee. UCF's going to say, well, we're playing against Kansas and Baylor, playing against a former national champion. We're playing at Kansas, who's going to compete for a national championship every single year. Um, that recruiting changes. And I think what you do miss in terms of the American Conference is – the cities inside the conference are actually really cool cities. If you're talking about Memphis, Dallas, Houston, Orlando, New Orleans, obviously Tulane basketball is anywhere near close to where it needs to be. But if you're talking about cities and recruitable um, destinations, Orlando is a place where, I mean, but, but it doesn't, to- I mean, it's never worked that way right before, right? Otherwise there's no, how is Kansas ever competitive? Right. It just hasn't, um, you know, because I mean, that's what I do say, but I do think NIL could change that. Now, now, if if we're comparing Kansas and UCF, there's no, 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 no. there's no, but I even think with with NIL, where are the, where's the NIL coming from? Right. It's not coming from just being in a big city. It comes from people who love that university and want to see it succeed. NIL, I think will come from the individual, the, the individual social media platform, but also, the partnership program of that university and what, what right. that program is actually using. But I mean, if you're a kid, let's say, let's just say a kid in Alabama. All right. Um, if you're in Alabama do you, and you're getting recruited by Kansas state and UCF, same conference, would you like to go live in Manhattan, Kansas? Or would you like to go live in Orlando? I, but I don't think that's the, I, uh, I don't think that's the, I don't, well, I don't think that's the question, but if that was the question, I think it's most likely, question, most no. likely Orlando, but if you're going to tell me, yeah. if you're, if you're going to tell me, Hey, name me image and likeness, basically how much the kid can make. There's a much stronger likelihood that a Kansas state alum with a business is going to fund some sort of NIL deal than a UCF alum. Um, just, I mean, a UCF, it feels like it's been a school for 10 minutes. You know, <laughs> well, so, and, and, and to your point, yeah, that's UCF is a is a kid in this uh, in this game right now. Just a kid. It's, it's barely been 50 years old of the, of the university. So, I mean, they have a long way to go. I think if you looked at from a facility standpoint, from a location standpoint, where you'd like to live, 
if you're talking about uh, if you looked at the metrics analytically from UCF social media, it is on par, uh, if not better than middle of the pack, quote unquote, power five schools. Now, I don't like using power five in basketball. It's really a power seven, uh, six or seven. But um, I think UCF would be really it's going to take a long time. It's going to take longer than Houston, who honestly, Doug, that you, the Big 12 is going to step in and have Houston. And you, there's a really good chance that Houston make, makes another Sweet 16 run in the next two or three years because that's what that program is right now. So if you're bringing in Houston, Cincinnati has to actually figure it out. Uh, BYU basketball is good. You know this, Doug. BYU, that, that's a, you know, that road game at BYU, that's a tough, that's a tough win. That's a tough get. But, I, but UCF I, I, I is think... the fourth. It's the fourth team in there that hasn't proven – to the level of where you've had historically Big 12 basketball has been that successful. UCF is not there yet. It needs to recruit to that level. Well, there's also, and here's another point, uh, is Houston's, you know, your best players to transfer from Kansas last year. Right. And the question becomes, does changing leagues, because usually, like, look, if you were going to go to the American, you were going to go from the Big 12, from the ACC, from the SEC, you step down a level of competition. It doesn't mean that Houston wasn't as good as most everybody in the Big 12. It just means that it's legitimately considered mid, high major minors or mid-major plus conference, right, in comparison to the overall Big 12. Um, and so the, the question becomes, are they getting the same level of player? Because, look, Houston was really good. Do they have the same record if they're in the Big 12 last year? The answer is probably not. You know, BYU. BYU has always been able to benefit from the fact that their players are older than the competition, right? You don't have, I don't believe you'll have nearly the same benefit in the big 12 because the big 12 is going to be littered with transfers, right? Mm -hmm. Older players. Every although not as, though. Every conference is. Yeah, yes. Yes. But eliminating Texas, Texas was one of the reasons Texas struggled was they played freshmen. Everybody else is playing older dudes. They're mm -hmm. playing freshmen. Right now, their freshmen are super, super talented, but they're still freshmen. And so I, I think BYU is going to be interesting. I agree with you on road trip. I, I think it's a tremendous program, but they didn't ever win the WCC. <laughs> now you're going to step into the Big 12, which granted outside of Baylor, nobody is Gonzaga. Okay. But everybody else is way better than everybody in that league. That one's going to be interesting. Um, and then obviously Cincinnati trying to kind of remake themselves. Mm -hmm. I think Cincinnati's probably the best positioned because basketball is still – it's getting big, obviously, in Florida. But basketball is still huge at Cincinnati. They have a great tradition. Location-wise, there's a ton of different options for them. Uh, they can also play the, the transfer market. Um, I, I actually think Cincinnati, because they've been at this level before, I, I think, you know, after – you know, and it, whenever they're ready to join the league, that will be a fairly seamless transition, I would guess. Um, and then Houston's an interesting one. You know, they, they've done everything right. Hired a big-time coach. You change the facilities. Hell, you even got people in the seats. Like, they've been decent before, but they could never get people there. Right. Hoffines, new Hoffines is really cool. Old Hoffines, I played old Hoffines, man. That was... That was not the that was not the destination arena. Oof. What was what was worse? Old rice's before rice was redone or before hot finds was redone? It, it, at rice, and it's not even close. And I'll tell you why. I remember playing a game there in January, 
and um, they were doing uh, some remodeling. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, it wasn't Badman, but uh, uh, there was a huge black curtain, uh, curtain on the other side. Yeah, it was a it was a two p.m. Saturday afternoon game, and on the other the pl- uh, game play stopped twice because there was intramural volleyball going on on the other side of the curtain, and and there was whistles being blown, and we stopped. We had no idea what was going on. Yeah, Rice's was was awful. One year, we actually uh, when they were redoing it. We played in some uh, uh, old arena there and they just had a huge circus and the entire arena just smelled of elephant, you know, uh, <laughs> elephant crap. Like it was nauseating to play in that. So, yeah, it was uh, um, uh, that was that was obviously uh, uh, Rice's was not even close, but Hold Hoffines was not enjoyable and they couldn't fit. They couldn't fill it up either. Stealing was really strange, hard depth perception to figure out from a shooter's perspective. I hear what you're saying with Cincinnati. What I'm telling you is I think it's going to take them a little, I think it's going to take them longer than Houston because Wes Miller still has to figure it out. Do I think Wes Miller is going to figure it out? Yes. I love what he did at UNCG. I think, I think it was a home run hire by Cincinnati, but that train is rolling in Houston right now. And they're getting, they're getting freshmen they really like, and then they're getting those transfers. They can come in. And the best thing that they do, Doug, I've seen the practices, I, I, I've been at the conditioning workouts. It's a crazy, I, don't laugh at this, you know, but cause it's overused, but the culture at Houston is one of the best I've ever seen in my life because he simultaneously coach Sampson does two things incredibly well. He gets the upperclassmen to buy in quickly and efficiently to hold underclassmen accountable and they pair that with, I believe that his son, uh, Kellen Sampson, is one of the best player development guys in the country. And they combine great player development with an awesome upperclassman culture. I don't think day one, it's there automatically as a team, but their day one upperclassman culture is never questioned. And they combine those two things. And you could say that they win ugly, and I get that, but you don't make a Final Four by accident. No, no. They're, um, they're, and their they're, consistency has been great. I think they're built from a transition standpoint in two years to be more seamless than Cincinnati. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today 
Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I, and I, I think the Houston thing, who that hurts in the league is interesting too, right? Like TCU didn't want SMU, which I would have thought if I'm TCU, like I want SMU because that gives us a rivalry game. It's in conference. You're in the DFW. I, I would personally, I would have said that Houston, I would add Rice. I would have added SMU. I want to be Texas where the players are. And I want to be that. I want to have the most schools in Texas. That's just me. I understand it doesn't translate for TV. And, and all that and, and football and all the other stuff that, that's that's my personal take um, but I when you add one like a Houston I think it hurts what does it do to Oklahoma State that started to do well in Texas and done very well with transfers what sure. does it do and then those schools in the north you know you mentioned Iowa State like that one's going to be interesting I think TJ gets dudes I, I think it'll take a little bit of time but I don't necessarily think he's going to be drawing from Texas what does it do to Kansas State? What does it do to TCU, who seems they have hit? They got Jamie, and it was it was everybody thought they were going to compete, and then it's just kind of been eh for a while. What happens to Tech? They have all that money, all those facilities, and they lost Beard. Like all of that stuff is really, really interesting. In that you add Houston, I agree. I think they fit. I wonder who benefits from it, and I wonder who. I think all the schools in the North benefit from more schools in Texas because they can just go like, hey, if you want to play in Texas, like we're going to play in your hometown a couple times a year. Uh, I think the other schools in Texas and in Oklahoma, I think those are the ones that are that that might might not like it as as much. I think it's it's fascinating. I got, I got a question for you. Yeah. OU in Texas. Are those better or worse jobs in the SEC? That's a great question. I mean, right now, I mean, well, if we're doing recency bias, Oklahoma is has been the better basketball program. Now we've got we've got Kruger gone, so it's a little different. Um, I think Texas basketball in the SEC is going to be really cool. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I think Beard is Beard is a guy that I would just fear coaching against because he's going to work twenty hours a day to find the most minute detail to give himself an advantage. I think Texas consistently playing Florida uh, is awesome for college basketball on TV. I think Texas consistently playing Alabama and Arkansas uh, on SEC, even if it's SEC Network, I think those games are going to be monster-viewed games, absolutely monster-viewed games. Um, If you asked me two years ago, I would probably say Oklahoma, but the fact that Beard is at Texas now – it's a different ball game. And I think especially the way he's going to simultaneously recruit the transfer market uh, and, and recruits coming out of high school. <laughs> I can't wait for Texas, Florida, Texas, Bama, Texas, Arkansas games. I think LSU. they're going to be monsters. LSU, yeah, uh, LSU. I, I think they're going to be Arkansas, well, Arkansas. Arkansas is going to be great. I was about to say, we'll, we'll see what happens with Will Wade, but if they haven't gotten Wade now, I don't know how they're going to actually get him. Okay. Um, but I, I, you did – I mean, here we have a guy who's coached Lola Chicago into the Final Four, and I wonder how that fits 
I don't. Th- I think it, uh, Oklahoma. Now, look, uh, he's a very good coach, and I still think it'll give them the opportunity to go into Dallas and to get players because Texas in the league and the SEC is in the league. But I don't know. I just I don't know. OU athletics has benefited from the fact that they're they have better resources. They have better athletic directors. They have they have everything is better there. Even if the fans don't show up at Lloyd Noble, they've been so much better supported because football is so good. In comparison to the other schools in the league, they, uh, Oklahoma's an interesting program. They've had like five head coaches, and all of them have done well. Like, I mean, really, even Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel was a one seed the yeah. year before. Kind of the bottom fell in, and the bottom fell out because he had two McDonald's All Americans who were a holes, right? So, like, even Capel did well there. I just, I do wonder how that style of play, which is going to be slower rather than faster, in that league, and how they recruit in that league, and you know, you're going against dudes. That, that league has no problem with name, image, and likeness. They were doing name, image, and likeness before it was name, image, and likeness. <laughs> right, right? Right. I, right. I, Oklahoma's one, which I'm very uh, cautious of in how it looks. Do I think he's a better coach than some of the league? Absolutely. Still, that's, a, that's a league with some players and some athletes, and I wonder how he fits, how his program fits when they join the SEC, which I think is sooner rather than later. No, nobody would tell you that Moser isn't one of the top basketball minds in the country. Um, uh, in my opinion, Loyola Chicago's offense was one of the most beautiful offenses to watch last season. I loved it. Analytically speaking, aesthetically speaking, I thought it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, I un, un, unapologetically was a huge Cameron Crutwig fan. So it, I think it's two tiered to your point about Oklahoma and what Coach Moser is going to do in the SEC. Well, I, it's really first off, just in the first year or two in the Big 12, is are we going to see a similar offense, number one? I don't think it's going to be exactly the same. It can't be the exact same because players still have to get acclimated and used to it. I do think, though, that it's going to be telling after his first year who he picks up in the transfer market because I do believe that that system is going to be a system in which a lot of elite shooters and playmakers are going to want to play in. Um, regardless of where they recruited before, who they're playing before. I think how Porter Moser attracts talent in the transfer market in year two will be a great indicator of Oklahoma's success moving forward because his offense is going to be exactly like Loyola Chicago. It can't be, you know, it's, it's different players, different system. You're going to have to tweak it and change it. And then you, you know, this Doug, if you just shove an offense down a, a, a team's throat and it doesn't fit the actual individual parts, it's not going to work, but Moser's smart. He understands that. Uh, but I think, the way that Moser recruits in the transfer market, shooters are going elite high level shooters, especially coming out of high school, are going to love, absolutely love playing in that offense. And I think, you know, we haven't seen an SEC team that has an open style shooting really consistently um, uh, in the last couple of years. Now, uh, you can make a case from Bama's perspective that five out offense, but it was also that offense is a lot of one-on-one isolation, make a play, driving kick. Moser's is dictated upon exploiting the defense through a lot of movements and reactions. Um, even there's plenty of one-on-one opportunity. So uh, it's tiered for me. Moser's offense day one is not going to look the same at the end of the season. And also his, his team is going to look drastically different in year two in terms of individual talent and roster makeup. So, so here's, here's the question, because okay? I've, I've done the sat, sit out of year, watch everybody play. And Me then too. It's the worst thing. Right? 
Yeah. Right. It is, but it also, you learn a lot. So I yeah. remember, yeah. Uh, I remember when Kevin O'Neill was at Tennessee. So this is 1996, 97. And Lawrence Frank is his head assistant. And they sent you, they just barraged you with mail, 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 and calls and whatever. And I remember turning on the TV and, hey, we're going to play Kentucky tonight. And they were down, you know, it was like their first year, second year. I think it was first year. They were down like 45-14 at the half. Now, coaches can spin it and go like, hey, man, like, we just don't have players. Once we get players, we're going to play faster. Everybody says they're going to play fast. My fear for Porter is if you play slow or slower, how that that affects you in the transfer market. It just does, you know, and no amount of sense that you're making and basketball IQ because you'll get hit with the great. You get open looks, you get to a game. You play with us. We just, we shoot when you're open, bro. We, we get up and down. And I think that's the part Texas basketball. I mean, I think it was the mistake that Shaka made is that Shaka, he knew he could get the, the five-star centers. That's not what he cut his teeth on. Like in Texas, you should be able to have 10 of the absolute best athletes and just get after it and make it attract me. It's not how Texas has recruited traditionally or recently, but it's how you can win because that's how high school basketball is played in most parts of the state of Texas. Just get up and down and get after it. Um, I'm interested. Look, I'm, this is not me telling you. I don't think Porter Mosier is an amazing coach. And I like his staff as well. So he's done a great job with the staff. I think David Patrick will help him get some Aussies get some other players as well. Um, but you just, you try and get that, you know, blood out of a rock. I am so disappointed in that take, buddy. I'm so disappointed in that take from you, man. You, this, this is, and I'm, I'm half kidding, half serious. Then this is what I say from about Porter Moser in the big 12 in Oklahoma and taking little, uh, little Chicago's offense down into Oklahoma. Everybody's going to talk about, and recruit against him. It's a slow offense. They're going to say uh, 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 assistant coaches in the big 12 are going to say the exact same thing that you're saying. But if he, I'm just telling you when I, when you watch little Chicago play, when you watch the way that he scouts and prepares number one, if he wins, it doesn't matter. It's not going to matter in my opinion, but I think the focus on playing slow versus the focus on playing effective is the conversation is kind of Look, where they're, I, yeah, but, but you're, you're, you're taking it to me and you, I'm not talking about me and you, I agree with you. Okay. I agree. Right. With you. I'm so talking you, about the, I'm talking about the 18, 19 year old kid in the South. Who's like, should I go to OU or should I go to Arkansas? I'm like, I, I mean, I get that. should I go to OU or should I go to Alabama? Should I go to LA OU or should I go to LSU? Like that's who you're recruiting against now. Sure. And, and, if, and if you're winning, if you're finding the players for your system and you're winning, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the speed if you're effectively agree. winning. Agreed. Agreed. If, if you are, that is a big, you got to win. And you, you kind of, you're, I, I agree. I think the transfer market's going to be everything for him. I think more so than Texas. I think the transfer market is going to be his biggest key is finding that, uh, that great shooter, that great playmaker that crushed it in, uh, let's just say, uh, I mean, let's just even say like Conference USA. Um, that to me is where Porter Moser actually succeeds at Oklahoma. Interesting because obviously this last year with Reeves, they had a very good transfer, but they haven't. It, they're the school in the Big 12 that hasn't – them in Texas haven't really been transfer magnets. Right. It's been everybody. Everybody else. Has been, when I was at OSU up until now, 
you know, obviously you get Cade. It's it's been a mix. So I think that's I think the OU thing is going to be fascinating because everybody concurs he's a good coach. Now the other part is, and this was told to me. I'll tell you what it is off air. I, I don't want to tell you. On, <laughs> I don't want to sell them out. A former SEC coach was like, "Look, man, oh, this boy. ain't like the mid. This ain't like the Midwest. Okay, you come in and you try and show these guys offense, and they're going to fight you on it." Again, this is more the old SEC, not Oklahoma. But if you watch, there's a lot less. Even there's some really bright offensive minds there, but they don't run that or ornate stuff when they're in the SEC. It's a little simplified because m- most of the programs those kids grow up in, that's how they play. They're not they're not system guys. So it'll be interesting that even if he completely dismembered Brad Underwood with his coaching, I mean that's what he did. It was amazing. And their defense is great. And an offense right. provides good shots. And he's teaching guys the right thing. Does it resonate with the level of athlete, with the type of athlete it's going to take to compete in the SEC? And I don't know the answer to that. I, I really don't. I, we'll, we, the proof will be in the pudding. I th- but I think then are you, uh, are you saying the Big 12 is less talented than the SEC up and down? And I think if you took the Different. last three years, I could make that case – but it is so different, right? And, and I are so, so I, I get it. I, I get it. But then if you're taking Alabama and say, hey, that's just a different style of off, would you rather play Alabama or Kansas? Would you rather prep for Alabama or Kansas? I mean, that's, real, that, that's really what I, I think it comes down to from you're saying, hey, these, these guys are different. It's different in the SEC. Well, I'm like, well, shoot, you got to prep for Kansas and Baylor. That's way different than Florida and Vanderbilt and Kentucky in the last two or three years. And I, 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 I can make the argument that it's harder and more physical trying to, trying to prep and compete against Kansas and Baylor. Here's a question for you. Is the, is the Kentucky thing over? And I know he's signing a great class, but, but here's, the, here's the question. You know, all these kids now, no one will support guys named like us, like Kentucky, right? They just they'll figure out a way that they'll be doing pitches for everybody. But between overtime elite, the G League Ignite, and, you know, look, you, if you take – this is what we saw last year of the top 10 kids. You take two of them and you put them in the G League, right? So now it's going to be two to five a year of the top 20 kids are going to be G League Ignite, right? So now you have 15 left, okay? And last year was a year in which the three best – you have one at SC, you got one at Oklahoma State, you know, you got one at Gonzaga. And Gonzaga did nothing to hurt themselves in the future for that type of one and done. The ESC and Oklahoma State, I think people will mirror that hire dads and hire coaches, hire a guy to get a guy. But it's it's different when you're when you're Kentucky and you're throwing out, you know, four or five of the top 30, and now you're throwing out one or two of the top 30 and you know, you get past top 20 and those guys are very much hit or miss or they're going to be very good players, but they're going to take a year or two to develop into the level of recruit. Like there's, there's a reason guys are top 10 and one and does. And there's a reason that some guys are very good players, but they take a while to develop. I guess my question to you is, do you think the Kentucky dominance, it was just a one year blip or do you think they're never going to be the same because of all the other factors? 
Now, why I think Calipari is going to adjust because that's what he's done his entire career. And I'll tell you why he's going to adjust is he already did it this past season. And, you know, we're talking about his great recruiting class and it is a great recruiting class. But getting a guy like Kellen Grady to come into your program or a guy who absolutely can give you 20 on every night playing in in an offense that is surrounded by incredible talents, uh, the transfer from Davidson, I think he is going to marry – uh, the one and dones and the transfer is harder than he ever has before. I think you'll see Kentucky go as hard at the one and dones as you will see the transfer market. That's number one. Number two is, uh, do you know the names of the teams in the overtime elite? No. Well, I, I think uh, very few people do. And no, no, I, I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, dude, they were in Santa Cruz last year. And I'm and I, and I had people like, why would you ever do this? Why There's would you ever? The, the 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 reason why college basketball will never go away, and I think will always benefit players more than doing the overtime elite route, is the NCAA tournament and is yes. the TV markets right now. And if you if you ask me, if I was a kid who was in a McDonald's All American, and I was choosing between, and I had let's just say I had. 500,000 followers on my social media platforms. I shoot, man, I'd, I'd love to have 5,000 followers. Um, and, and I look at Kentucky and I look at Kentucky's TV contract and the fact that they're probably going to be in the NCAA tournament every single year. And then I looked at overtime elite and I saw, well, what is their TV contract? Well, we're not sure. There might be some streaming stuff. They've hired people to help them enhance their brand. If I'm smart and if I have smart people around me, and I know I'm only going to be in college for one year, I am 100% going to where more eyeballs are because that increases no, my brand. But there's no question. There's, there's, it's not even a, there's not even a comparison. People think that I, I this thing is going to run in, but... I understand, but you have people that continue to go, well, I got to learn to play NBA basketball. I'm playing for an NBA coach. I'm playing against men. They're doing all these things, which have, and they're taking... They're taking the quick check instead of the bigger check, which is further down the road. Again, this is a lot like the OU thing. Please don't think that I would love to go play for Porter Motion. Please don't right. think that I right. would. Right. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that. Big, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. All those big 12 coaches like, I don't want to coach against him. Fuck that. Right. Good. Get out right. of my league. Right. right. I'm right. telling you, like, the, the problem is not even the kids. It's the people that are around these kids. Right. I mean, well, Look, it's a little, it's a little about, bit, it's uh, a little bit trickle down uh, what's economics. The, what's the kid? Yeah, I know. But what's the kid? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? That was supposed to go to UCLA. He was from Vegas. He ends up going to oh. overtime elite. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. I forgot his name too. Yeah. And he was like a sec, barely taking the second round. And you're like, that, that, dude, that's, you could have been at the, UCLA yeah. in Westwood. Yeah. Forget about if they would have played in the final four or not played in the final Final four, like that doesn't even, but matter. I don't think, you, is, yeah, I, but I think it does. But I think, but it, look at the NCAA tournament numbers this past year, even during COVID, it, Doug, they were monster numbers. No, I, 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 I get it, but I, I think, think you, I don't like, think you don't even ahead. have to make, you don't even have to make, if they didn't make the final four, it wouldn't oh, even yeah. matter. Sure. You're, no, you're no, part no, of, no, you're part of the UCLA, like people are saying, part of the UCLA basketball family, like you're good. You're good. Yeah, no question. You know? No question. Yeah. And, and guess what? If you play in front of UC, at UCLA, you're practicing and playing in front of just the same exact scouts. 
they just got they go to game. Right, That's right, right. It's their job. Right, right. And 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 there's going to be there's going to be some guys that are come out of overtime elite and do really well and get drafted really high. And I wish them nothing but the best. And I hope they make a ton of money. If you're asking me if at the end of the day would Zion Williamson benefit more from playing at Duke or playing at overtime elite, it's not even a question. You're playing right. at Duke, you're playing at Kentucky, you're playing at Kansas. You want eyeballs on those games. It enhances your brand. And the secret thing that nobody in the mainstream media likes to talk about because it goes against all other you know, ideas and ideals and rhetoric and all that stuff, the NBA loves college basketball. They love it for the individual brand of the player because if, the, if, if Zion Williamson is great in the regular season, his brand explode, and all of a sudden we've got name, image, and likeness, and Duke goes to the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight and his brand increases, and over time Elite streaming on Twitter – what are, we, what, what, are we, what are we really doing here? What are we really talking about? You're, you're kidding yourself if you don't think the NBA actually secretly loves the fact when players blow up in college because it's more eyeballs on the player. I think this is... I'm not yelling know, at you, Doug. I'm yelling at No, no, no. You're, 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 you're fired up. And, and here's what I agree with you. Here's the point that, you know, you have people that want to talk about the NBA's ratings being down. And some of it is there's just too many games on, Right. When we were kids, it was really hard to watch an NBA game, even before this TV contract. Now there's a national game on ESPN or TNT seemingly every day of the week and then twice on Sunday. But I also think that there's something to, like when Patrick Ewing came out of Georgetown, every single solitary soul knew who Patrick Ewing was, right? right. So there was a buildup and an excitement of it. And granted, there was a buildup when Kevin Durant came up. But imagine if KD had stayed for two years. Just imagine for a second, we'd oh. stay for two years, how big it would be. You'd have two years of watch. That's why the football draft is so big. That's why people will watch the preseason games because you're like, I just saw this kid play in college. I know he can play. I'm sure I, they underdraft him. You watch him. We don't build brands. We, we guys flip schools in a heartbeat. Guys are in and out as soon as they can. And uh, I'm with you on, on colleges doing more to build your brand than anything you can do financially in the G league. The problem is who's ever making the decisions for a good portion of these kids are telling them the opposite. Take the quick payday, get to professional basketball. You're good enough. You'll figure it out. And I'm, I'm, we are in, we are lockstep in agreement. It's actually the wrong long-term play that should be looked at is this is the 20 year career, not a two year career. When the NIL was announced, literally the first thing I thought of, and I don't want you to take the fact that I'm, I'm putting aside where I'm, I'm, I'm excited for guys to, to make money, girls to make. I mean, I'm excited for athletes to make money um, uh, the right way. The first thing I thought of was Overtime Elite, was uh, all the other organizations that have tried to compete with college basketball, because I just don't know how you compete with that. I don't know how going to overtime elite, and I'm not saying the basketball portion of it isn't going to be great. I, I mean, you've got Kevin Ollie overseeing it. He's an incredible basketball, not mine. Awesome coach. I believe you'll get great basketball there. But if you're asking me to pick between Kentucky basketball, you know, at primetime SEC, Sweet 16 NCAA tournament and overtime elite, I'm making the business decision and I'm going to Kentucky and it wouldn't even be a hesitation for me. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Well, the interesting part is, you know, overtime elites basically like a paid prep school, right? Which is like the whole prep school thing is weird. Yeah. What happens to those guys when they're done? What happens to those guys? They leave. I don't know. It's an entire long form podcast to talk about prep school basketball. Yeah. Okay. So let's sum it up with this. Uh, the Big 12. Let's say it's next year. Let's say it's next year. Okay. Not this coming season, but ne- next season. Um. Did the Big 12 get better or get worse by adding those four schools? Better. Better. And I think uh, it, a lot's going to have to do with what you talked about with Cincinnati. Is, uh, and no disrespect to BYU or UCF, my alma, alma, alma mater. When you bring in uh, Houston, who's going to try to go to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight every single season because that's the way they're wired, Cincinnati basketball, I think it'll enhance the recruiting throughout the, um, throughout the Big 12. And then BYU, to me, I know, Doug, I, I understand they haven't won the WCC, but I'm telling you, man, you give that school even more money and the ability to recruit in the Big 12, that is the team that really takes um, – it takes to another level. Texas and Oklahoma leaving, massive. I, could, I get it. I can make that argument. You know, what are you doing, Mike? You're crazy. If you're talking about the growth and future of the Big 12, if you're losing two big brands like Texas and Oklahoma – and you bring in two right now uh, big-time basketball brands in Houston and Cincinnati that are going to get better. You add in BYU with the consistency of winning and, and UCF, which is it's the largest school in the country. I can, I can, I can get behind it. It's the largest school you're counting the online? You're doing the excuse, online. Me, uh, excuse me. It's the second largest uh, university in the country. Yeah. To Arizona State? Is that the biggest? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always – Arizona State's got like 100,000 or something crazy. Yeah, uh, UCF is, I think it was, they have about 25, 25 to 50,000 less students than Arizona State does. They're, they're just, uh, UCF is enormous. That's amazing. 
When I played at UCF, and there's, and there's, look, there's players now in Florida too. Like that's the other part. There's players in Florida. Uh, there's lots of hoopers. It's it's a huge growing market for for I'm basketball. You, I, but I'll tell you right now, though, and this is a basketball podcast, but this wouldn't have happened. UCF would not be in the Big Twelve. Oh, well, not, would not be playing. Well, no, not 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 that specifically, Doug, but not just football. If they wouldn't have made a commitment to build an on-campus football stadium, they wouldn't be in the Big 12 right now. That was an absolute game-changing moment for me as a student rolling out of the dorm, brand new dorm. It's essentially like a high, high-end apartment on campus. There's huge, these four huge dorms in the athletic facility area and you roll out of campus and you've got on-campus tailgating. That's when the trajectory changed for UCF. It's one of the reasons why South Florida didn't get the call for the Big 12 because they play, uh, they don't have an on-campus football stadium. Cincinnati's right. moved Cincinnati's at Nippert, which is right on right there in the middle of campus, right? Cincinnati, right. Cincinnati's done a really good job of what used to be a more of a commuter school, making it a lot like Central Florida. No question. Make, no question. Making it a bunch on campus. And Houston the same. You know, yep. Houston, Houston, it's it's really interesting where you invest and how you invest. And, you know, I'm sure there have been people for years in Houston like, hey, we got Reliance Stadium, let's play an NFL stadium like now, nah, bro. It's a huge mistake. You need to be right on campus. You need to get yep. the students right there. Like yep. that's, that's why like Chip Kelly, what he's doing at UCLA is amazing. That's, it takes an hour to get to Pasadena from Westwood. Oh, like there is no direct route. No and question. it sucks because yeah. you can't get your students there. Well, you're kidding yourself too. If you don't think alums want to go back to campus to tailgate as to oppose right. of, and it's some off campus, you know, pro stadium, it, it, it makes all the difference in the world from a donation standpoint. And then you look and UCF's, Basketball's on campus. Memphis plays an NBA arena, but not on campus as well. Uh, no matter how, no matter how nice it is, you got to have, you know, you got to have four or five thousand students in there on a on a given night. That UCF is going to be the most interesting because they will be the, they will have the lowest expectations, but potentially a super high ceiling because you know they th- what they offer is different from the rest of the league. No question. You know, they yeah. offer Florida. They offer Orlando. There's really no Cincinnati's at the of the second biggest city, and he, oh, I guess Houston's the biggest city in the league, right? So their, their be the basketball city facilities, Orlando. their basketball facilities are not on par with the Big Twelve yet. They're not. Um, their their arena is. It's a ten thousand seat arena that's uh, that, that started in two thousand and seven. It's gorgeous. It's awesome. Practice facility, locker room, not there yet on, on, on par with Big Twelve. That's they really have to fix that. Okay, so then what happens to the American? If you're a resco, do you reach out to Conference USA? Do you stand pat? Like, what do you do? Do you want me to put my administrative hat on or do you want me to put my basketball hat on? Because that's basketball. I, I mean, <laughs> okay. whatever, oh, man. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you feel like is, is the actual reality. Well, Memphis has an opportunity to be to become like the Gonzaga of of the East Coast. I I really believe that. And I would do uh, I would do everything I possibly could to surround Memphis with uh, great basketball city, towns and cultures. And actually, the first school that comes to mind in that area, I I would take a really hard look at Dayton. I I think from a, a basketball like city you know, it's, it's similar to like a Wichita State type deal. And if you gave Dayton the opportunity to play in the American against Wichita State and Memphis, I think their recruiting would be incredible, would, would, would drastically improve. Um, and I think you need to take a really hard look at Dayton. I, I would love that move. And I think it would be awesome. Um, and could you, get, gonna, could you get could you get Creighton or is that ship sail? They want to be in the Big East. 
No, you're, you're, they're not. They're not leaving the Big East. I would always, always look out west if I could. It doesn't make sense geographically, but I think if I look, if you looked at San Diego State and Colorado State, those are two really good basketball pro- programs that I wouldn't even think twice about seeing if they'd want to join. And the other, you know, the other really interesting one that actually fits geographically, and it kind of fits from a university standpoint, is if you gave Western Kentucky that type of gravitas in the American conference, that would be a really interesting get. If you're going to raid conference USA, I don't like anything that's going on across the board. I wish we didn't have all these raiding conferences, but if you're going to raid conference USA, that would be a school I would take a significant look at. And it, it would be, it would be Western Kentucky. And the other team for me, if we're looking at city, if we're looking at potential, it'd be Charlotte. I would take a really hard look at Charlotte and Conference USA as well. Obviously, they have football now. It's a major city. Um, no, on North Texas, huh? You know, you're you're good with SMU. No, I, I, I like trust the. Uh, for me, North Texas. What I love about North Texas is their coach and their athletic director. Their athletic director almost got the UCF job. They, he uh, he's he's going to be up for a lot of big time jobs. He has one of the best reputations in the market right now in terms for, for up and coming ads. If you um, if you remove that athletic director from North Texas, no disrespect to North Texas, but but yeah. he has the last five years in North Texas athletics has been awesome. Really, really, really good. And he built that up. So you've got to look at that's why like I gravitate towards teams like initially Dayton in Western Kentucky, because you've got historical relevance and you've got cities that love hoops. I mean, love hoops. I love calling games in Western Kentucky. It's one of my Bowling Green. You don't have to sell me them, but I spent two summers in Bowling Green. You're not, or, I'm, you're not selling them on Bowling Green, though. You're selling them on Nashville, though. Doug. No, I, I, that's what huh? you're doing. You're really, so, but right. you're selling Nashville. You're not selling Bowling Green because you fly um, to Nashville. Yeah, you're, you're still not Bowling. flying into Bowling. Yeah, I know. I understand that. I understand that. Um, do you think Wichita stays? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I think so. Uh, unless you, unless you think like someone like the Big East is going to come I mean, in. Why wouldn't the Big East go get them? Give Creighton, give, give Creighton a travel partner. I don't know if they need them, but give Creighton a travel partner and like the Big East is so good from top to bottom right now. And then, um, and then I know I know Xavier is going to be a blocker, but Dayton should be in the Big East. Yeah, but like, does, you know, everything, everything comes down to money. Does adding Wichita State benefit them from a basketball standpoint? Yes, Wichita yeah. State is a great basketball program. It would only enhance the level of competition. Does putting Wichita State into the Big East increase the TV revenue, increase their TV deal? I don't think it does. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you how. Now, again, I was, I was proven wrong with the Pac-12. But the, the, the issue that the Pac-12 runs into is time zones, right? They didn't, they had everybody, they had a mountain time zone and Pacific time zone. So if you start a game at seven at night, that's a 10 at night on the East Bay. And you can't do six o'clock starts in basketball. Nobody's there. Well, for the big East, if you can get a second central time zone, uh, uh, home team, that's great for them. Then you can have uh, Fox do whatever they, 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 ever they say, right. Then you can have, you can, you can have back-to-back nights of two Big East games back-to-back, right? You get Nova one night against Creighton. Right. And the next right. night you get Georgetown against against Wichita or, or whatever. 
Um, like I, I do think it brings value. And I think like, again, I'm, I, I don't like the expanding of conferences. I, I don't, but they got UConn. UConn fell in their lap. That's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazing. No yeah. Right. So, all right, let's go and let's go and cherry pick all the other ones we want. Right. Like, hmm. I mean, look, if it's, it, if it's but, me, I go get Rhode Island. So I have, so I got the rivalry of Rhode Island and Providence. I go and get Dayton. So I got the rivalry of Dayton and Xavier. I get them in the same league. I go get Wichita. Now I got that rivalry. Now I got, now I got a ridiculous league. It may be too much. It may not yeah, feel well, like the Big East, but why not? It, it makes me giddy from a basketball standpoint. I get it. Uh, but it, I, I don't know if it makes sense. If you put one, if you're going to expand, if the Big East is going to expand, and you're just talking about, well, should we get Wichita State or not? That's the wrong question to be asking. If you're going to expand, who are the two or three teams that we know we can get that are going to increase our TV revenue? Because if you just bring in one team right now, uh, each uh, each team will actually, the way that that, that TV contract is, is yeah, set up. Yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Each team's going to get a little bit less. So it doesn't make any sense. The one team that I would tell you, the, the one university that – I think is ripe for explosion because everything is moving there, right? Pro football, you know, NBA summer league is there. Uh, I, I, it's interesting to me to why UNLV can't get it going because if we're looking at sports betting and gambling and everything's moving to Vegas, that to me is the most interesting team. And if UNLV becomes in the next two or three years, because we all have recency bias now, in the next two or three years, um, if they start winning more, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see UNLV, maybe even from a basketball specific standpoint, a team like the American actually go after, because I would want to have a footprint. I want to have a, a footprint in Vegas. Listen, I, I thought the big 12 should have at least kicked the tires in the idea of Vegas and, and San Diego state getting those markets. I think the issue is, uh, basketball the issue is football. The issue is football. They're, they're, no, 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 football no. So here's the thing. I don't, they're going to get an NBA team. It's going to happen. Right. Um, the hockey, you're not really competing with hockey, you know, a little bit, but there's, there's still plenty of fans. They got to, I've, I've been saying this a while. They got, they better, Kevin better get this thing right. Because like, look, the football thing is going to take over the city until January 1st to Raiders town. That's everything. Mm-hmm. So remember in November, you used to have the benefit of nothing else going on in Vegas. You have a tournament, you bring in a big opponent. If UNLV is good and they beat them, now you get, you know, you, you get it going. Yeah. I just, I fear that it becomes almost irrelevant because if you go back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that Vegas was a UNLV town. That's our team. That's our school. And UNLV basketball is what we're proud of. Mm-hmm. They won three NCAA tournament games since they won the national championship, since they lost right. in the semifinals, three. Right. And, and they just, the arena needs to be refreshed. They got some financial problems. They just lost their AD. Um, Look at I, you I with all that recency bias, Doug. You got so much recency bias. No, I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows, like, outside – I mean, UNLV is a program I really know and like and have yeah. very close ties to. And I, I said this before they hired Marvin Menzi, like, bro, they got to get it right because eventually you get an NBA team in that city and nobody's going to give a shit about UNLV basketball, no matter how good they are. That's just the reality of you, got, you only have so much bandwidth. 
Mm-hmm. And so because they, because they're not good and the NFL's in, all right. So now it's Raiders, 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 Raiders until the Raiders are done, which is first week of January. And then it's still a Raiders town, but you, you lost that November and December. You still have a couple of games here, or there that can attract those attention. Can you get, can you get them back in Thomas and Mac? You got to do it in a hurry. And the well, league's not great anymore. You know, it's just not. If New Mexico's not good, it's not the same thing. All right. So well, I think the Mountain West is going to be really, really good this season. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, all I'll say is UNLV has a top 50 player in the country in Bryce Hamilton, who I think is super legit and fun to watch. So we'll, uh, I, I just, it'll be. A, it'll I like, be a, I like, I like Bryce. Okay. He's good. But he's really good. But he's, he's a mid-range shooter that has to learn how to really play defense and play without the basketball. So it's a big challenge. He needs big to affect challenge. winning more than he has been. That's, that's a huge that's a, for him. Huge. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. All right, brother. Listen, this was good stuff. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk and disagree sometime. Let's we'll pick another conference and we'll do it again in the very near future. You're good at what you do. You're prepared at what you do. And I love having you on the pot. Thanks brother. Appreciate you having me. All right, Mike. Thanks, bud. A reminder, the Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, iHeartRadio, FoxSportsTrade.com. A reminder, you can follow Mike on Twitter at Mod43. That's Mike O'Donnell, Mod43. That's it. Uh, three, by the way, is spelled out, uh, but the four is the number four. So at Mod43. And then again, that's the Doug Gottlieb Show. You can uh, download the podcast. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, on FoxSportsTrade.com, however you want to listen to us. We're definitely available for you. My thanks to Mike for joining me. Thanks for you for downloading, subscribing, rating, writing, and review. That was some real kind of basketball talk. Wow. We'll get back to personality stuff on the next version of All Ball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.